Welcome to the Karen Kenny Show. This is the place where we take a no bullshit look at life's little lessons. Here, together, we find the spiritual glory in even the most wicked hard story. This is a journey from fear back to love and how we can find our greatest strength and happiness in some of the most unlikely places. I believe that if you're willing to change your mind, you can totally change your life. So, are you ready to rewrite your story and choose to live free? Let's do this. Hey, you guys. Welcome to the Karen Kenny Show. I am just so excited to talk to you today uh, because I'm going to be talking about something that I hope um, that you can resonate with, that you're going to find helpful, that might help you to find a little healing. And I'm also going to drop a little uh, practical practice, <laughs> a little practical practice in your lap. So look, here's what's funny. You guys always hear me say like, um, you know, where my show ideas, my podcast inspiration comes from. And really it's just about being in the world, right? As I, I always say, I used to say to my friend, you know, when we were talking about writing, because I'm also a certified gateless writing instructor, for those of you who don't know that. And we were, uh, I was on her, I don't know what you would call it. Uh, I don't know. She was doing a thing for writers and I was one of the guest teachers and she had asked me about inspiration and people getting writer's block and da, 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 da. And I said to her, all I have to do is leave my house. And then I started laughing. I said, I just have to go down the street to Target. And by the time I go to Target and come back, I will have a story for you. <laughs> writer's block is not really my problem. And then I started laughing and I was like, I don't even have to leave my house. All I have to do is just sit by myself for a minute and something will happen. There will be some sort of story that like bubbles up. So my inspiration for these podcasts, these episodes, sometimes it comes through just being out in the world and like interacting with other human beings. Sometimes it just comes from observing others because that's one of the things I can tell you about um, storytellers, writers, and definitely spiritual teachers is that we are always kind of attuned <laughs> to like what is happening around us. We tend to be Tim O'Brien, the beautiful and genius writer Tim O'Brien says that writers tend to be the kind of people that like to enter into the mystery of things. And that is for sure as shit me, like double amen hands to that. But today's episode, it's so interesting because I have learned over the years to keep paper and pens in my bedside table, because I know that inevitably, like sometimes I'll be literally waking up out of a dream with an idea or which a thought or call it, you can call it a thousand things, right? Some people call it a download. Uh, for me, I call them word impressions. Sometimes I'll hear a voice, but some sort of message is trying to get through to me, right? So I always have paper and a pen my bedside table. But the thing is, I, you know, when these moments strike is I don't want to wake my sweetie up. So I end up just kind of like reaching over with my eyes closed and I open the drawer, excuse me, I open the drawer, pull out a piece of paper. And so I keep, and you can even see like here in my drawer in my desk, for those of you who are watching, I keep different size pieces of scrap paper, right? And I just tear up paper that uh, I like to reuse things, right? I like to recycle things. So I have these bits of paper like all over the place because I just never know when the inspiration is going to strike. Sorry, I think I was just talking away from my mic <laughs> for a second. Ooh, 
but this show is not about being perfect. It's about being uh, real. So here's the deal. So I'm laying in bed the other day. Um, you know, I'm, I'm sleeping basically. And as soon as I open my eyes, right, it's like wicked early in the morning. Uh, I went back to sleep PS by the way, but I woke up probably cause I had to go pee or Toby pajamas made a sound or whatever happened. But all of a sudden this idea like enters my head or this word impression enters my head and I scribble it down. I'm going to show you the actual piece of paper. Look at how scribbly this, this is. If you're watching the show, you can see it right now. It's just like, it's just like chicken scratch because it's in the middle of the night. It's not even straight. It's like all crooked on the paper. And so I scribble this thing down because I can't tell you how many times I've thought to myself, um, I'll remember that later. I'll remember that later. Like I'll get an idea. I'll get a, a divinely inspired thing. Something will be channeled through me. Something comes to me. And my little ego mind likes to think that it's so fucking smart. And it's like, oh, yeah, yeah, we'll remember that. Here's what I know uh, about to turn 53 in, in a couple of weeks. No, I won't. <laughs> so now I write stuff down so I don't miss it. But this is what this one wrote down. Spiritual shotgun. Spiritual shotgun. So that is the name of today's episode. And I'm going to dive into this a little more deeply. It's like, Kiki, what do you mean? What do you, what do you mean when you say spiritual shotgun? Okay. So who here, when they were a little kid and you might not have, right? If you didn't have siblings, if you were an only child, um, if you're a folks, your family did not have their own car, maybe you guys took transportation, um, public transportation or the bus or whatever. So you may not, not every single person is going to, is going to resonate with this, but I bet a lot of you will, especially if you had siblings or cousins or whatever, when more than one kid was traveling in a car, somebody inevitably would yell shotgun. And for the uninitiated, what that means is I'm calling dibs on the passenger side of the front seat. Okay. So to ride shotgun means you are riding in here, here in the USA to the, to the right of the driver. So that in, in oftentimes like the older sibling, the elder kid like would get it. And the, the babies of the family would be like sucking in a bucket stuck in the back seat. <laughs> So all, a lot of times, because it's cool, it's cool to be in the front seat, right? It's cool to be in the front seat. So it'd be like shotgun. And so when I think about spiritual shotgun, this is the thing, you know? And so that's one of the stories. It made me think about that. Like when we were kids, especially the older kids, they always wanted to be cool and they always wanted to be up in the front seat. So they would call shotgun. And when I think of spiritual shotgun, one of the things that made me laugh when I rolled over it, because there's other things I wrote down spiritual shotgun. Uh, Jesus is my co-pilot. Co and then I wrote another word on here. So this is the, the second half of what I want to get into. Um, so I've seen bumper stickers and stuff like that, where they say things like that, like Jesus is my co-pilot, da, 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 da. And I always start to laugh when I see them, because first of all, that just cracks me up. I think it's wicked funny. Uh, it's like, it's like when people, um, have those license, not license plates, but they'll have bumper stickers that say, uh, my other vehicle is a broom. <laughs> that one always makes me laugh too. They're like, I'm a witch, right? I'm witchy. So when I see Jesus as my co-pilot, the first thing that I always think in my head is you're sitting in the wrong seat. Because if you are driving, if you are driving and Jesus is your quote unquote co-pilot, you are definitely in the wrong seat. You should be calling spiritual shotgun. You should let Jesus take the wheel and you should sit beside Jesus and listen and follow his directions and you be a good co-pilot because that's what co-creation is all about. Now, you might be somebody who's listening who's like, oh, Jesus, I'm not, that doesn't really resonate with me. 
You guys, stop being weird. Don't get hung up on the words. You know what I'm saying. So whether you say love is in the driver's seat, God is in the driver's seat, higher power, my highest self, my intuition, my gut instinct, whatever you, the universe, I don't care what you call it. Don't get weird. You know what I'm saying. Be an adult, use your expansive mind. Don't get bogged down in the, any kind of dogma and shit. I'm not that kind of person, right? But I, but Jesus, you can just look behind me. Look on the wall behind me. Look at all my Jesus um, paintings and, and stuff like that because he is, he, I am riding spiritual shotgun. So let me talk to you about what that means to me. So when I start my day in the morning, you guys have heard me say this a thousand times before my feet even hit the floor, I put something way more intelligent than me in charge. I at least try to, I do my best to turn my brain, right? My actual dot, dot, dot brain, my little computer in my head. And I always say like, you know, uh, please direct my thoughts, my words, my actions, right? I say a few other prayers and stuff like that too, but I really set the intention that the highest good in me, what, what did, um, I don't know if it was Abraham Lincoln who said it, first or Martin Luther King said it later quoting him, but it's like the angels of our better nature, right? <laughs> so every day I ask God, I ask my spiritual team, I ask Holy Spirit or my inner teacher, right? Please, please have me go where you would have me go, have me do what you would have me do, have me say what you would have me say and to whom? Please use me. I put myself in service to my highest nature, to love, to my goodness, to the part of me that's not totally fucking insane, right? I ask please let me ride spiritual shotgun guide my thoughts words and actions help me i always say oh dear god please help me to be to be way more smarter than i really am <laughs> right i ask for divine intelligence to guide my steps to guide my big fat mouth and to guide my mind so that my mind will be healed so that i am choosing a teacher that reflects the love and the light that i really am the cosmic self the larger self right? The light of the world, whatever you want to call it, child of God that I really am. So that I'm not going out into the world and inflicting myself on people. Instead, I can move through the world in a way that perhaps is helpful, or maybe it um, supports somebody else or inspires somebody else or whatever. So for me, I, I understand that I'm always in an act of co-creation with either my ego mind which we don't want that sucker in charge. And I got a story about that. Or we want to be uh, in, having spirit, Holy Spirit, the inner teacher, who is the memory of the divine, the memory of God's love. We like, that's a way better teacher. I think we could all agree that putting something smarter than your very petty, little suspicious and vicious ego mind in charge, that's a good plan. That's a straight up good plan. And that's what riding spiritual shotgun to me is, is that I consciously, I'm tapping my head, right? Consciously, not I get up and I check a box and I, you know, some people like treat their spiritual practices as if they are like a thing that they have to just do when really it's about being, it's about being, being, I'm just going to keep saying it. Right. We don't just get up in the morning and then check the box and, and like hurry up and do it and then go out and act like a dick. Like that is not helpful to the world. It's about being the spiritual being, the spirit, right? The true self that you actually are. But if we're just running around thinking we're driving the bus, right? I've told this story before 
about when I met um, the, 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 the author and the speaker and the coach, Jack Canfield, right? He's, most people know him as chicken soup for the soul guy, but Jack's been around the block for a long time. He gets paid a gazillion dollars to speak at events. And uh, he's a really popular guy and he's a sweetheart too. And I really like him. And we had a chance um, to meet in person um, a couple of years ago when I was at an event and we had lunch at the same table, I was sitting like a chair or two over from him. Um, and we had this whole thing and everybody was going around the table. Um, the host of the event uh, was asking everybody to go around the table and just talk a little bit about themselves uh, because we're all sitting with Jack and we all know Jack obviously, but he doesn't, and when I say know him, like we know of him, we know who he is. We've heard him speak a bunch of times, read his books, all that stuff. Um, but he doesn't know us. So he's sitting at his table with a bunch of, a bunch of women he's never met before. So everybody kind of went around the table and um, they told, you know, they just basically introduce themselves, what they do for work, what they're working on and blah, blah, blah. So uh, I ended up going last. I was waiting for my food, like the whole thing, right? Waiting for my vegan <laughs> meal, whatever. And Jack ended up giving me his potatoes. It was really funny. It was a fantastic, fantastic day. Uh, had so much fun at lunch. So I'm waiting my turn, you know, I'm being polite because I got a big mouth. So I, it's easy for me to just jump forward and like start talking. So I practice sometimes shutting up. Uh, I know, I know, right? Knock on wood, like, wait, what? Uh, might come as a surprise, but I do. I intentionally sometimes just practice like going last or shutting up or letting other people speak. Um, so I waited. And so when it came around, it was my turn. And I basically just start to tell people a little bit about me, what I do. And I think I finished up what, what, what I was saying with something like, you know, here's what I know is like, I really love helping people to connect more deeply with their self, with their source and their spirit, right? Like with their, with, and, you know, and I talk a lot about spiritual teams and like the inner teacher and all this stuff. And I'm just talking about it and I go, and it's really important to me because I believe, and I say a few more things and then I basically wrap it up with, because here's what I know. Um, I, I need to put something more divinely intelligent than charge, because if I'm driving the bus, if I'm driving the bus alone, like if I'm driving the bus, we're fucked. And everybody just started like laughing. And then Jack looked at me, he had a mouthful of food. I'll never forget it. He stops chewing and he like looks right at me, like locks eyes with me. And he's like, you should write a book called if I'm driving the bus, we're fucked. First of all, um, I could tell the way he snapped to attention and really that, that he was dead serious, right? I, I could feel it in my body, like, ooh, like I had his full attention. Uh, the fact that he kind of like, like stopped chewing um, and he said it, but it was so funny to also just hear Jack Canfield use the F word. And then he and I had a whole conversation later about swearing, which was also a story for another day. It was fascinating. Um, but everybody was laughing and he looked at me and he says, again, I'm dead serious. Like I'm dead serious. So I started laughing about that because that's what I'm talking about. If me, KK and my ego mind is driving the bus, we are totally screwed people. And so I have become accustomed to asking for divine guidance, divine help, help from the part of me that's not attached to the outcome help from the part of me that is brave enough to do what's right, not what's popular. The part of me that is willing to take a stand, to use my voice, to push back when necessary, uh, to show up um, in compassion and non-judgment and open-hearted, open-minded, non-dogmatic, not rigid, holding, you know, I, I try not to have a death grip on my opinions and my preferences and my beliefs. And that's something, you know, I'll be working on until the day I die. So one of the things is, is that for a lot of people, riding spiritual shotgun can be scary. 
especially if you haven't spent any time developing a relationship with fill in the blank, the God of your own understanding, source, universe, um, the cosmos, whatever you call it. If you don't have uh, like a relationship with any kind of kind of foundation of like trust, it can be kind of hard to just say like, oh, yeah, I'm going to turn my life or my kids or my money or my relationship or my business over to this like pie in the sky. Some people I'm going to do air quotes because some people call it like woo woo. I always say it's not woo woo. It's true, true. But this woo woo stuff, right, can be really hard. And so one of the things I love to do in the work that I do is to help people make a conscious connection with that, to figure out what it is to them. And that's why I did a whole podcast uh, a couple episodes ago called Don't Let Them Ruin God for You, right? Because for so many people, the divine, the, the, the mystical, the mysterious, the unknown um, kind of gets ruined for them in childhood because you have a bunch of, you know, parents or priests or whoever right school to whoever who tries to cram uh the lord or the lord jesus christ our savior whatever like down your throat and i always just think like oh my god all the saints and the sages and the spiritual teachers and the source they're like free agents man people love to put them in organized little religious boxes or little little things and they say this is how it is and da 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 da, da. and i'm like man are you kidding me jesus is a free agent he goes wherever he's needed <laughs> The Catholics and the Christians and the this and the, the they don't get to claim it right they don't get to claim it as the only thing like the one truth and I always say, you know, there are many pathways there are many pathways to the one door uh, of God. Uh, so, but I do get excited for people to to find that pathway to that door um and you know ralph waldo emerson you guys have totally if you've listened to the show at all you've heard me say it before ralph waldo emerson has a quote. Um, that's like one of the hot beats of the nest, my spiritual membership and community that says God enters by a private door into every individual. And I really love helping people to, you know, come to a place where they, they can understand that there is a door. Um, I always say, I can't make you walk through the door. I can't make you open the door, but I can let you know there's a door. I can point to the door. I can escort you towards the door, <laughs> but I can't make you open the door. And so but if you don't have any kind of relationship with it, like let's say your family grew up with no concept of God or source or talking about these things, or even talking about intuition or the inner knowing or the inner divine intelligence or the conscious communication or uh, the ongoing communion that exists between you and your source, because an idea does not leave its source. And all of us really all we are, are ideas. We are ideas in the mind of the beloved. We are ideas in the mind of God. We are extensions of this one thing. And we are like these little sunbeams that, that, that do not disconnect from the sun. A sunbeam might be touching down on the earth, but its source is somewhere, right? It's like, it, but it's always connected. Like the spokes on a bicycle wheel, there's the center hub and then they radiate out and it looks like they're touching down on different parts of the outer wheel, but they all are connected. They're all connected to the same source. But so often if we don't realize that we are connected to something bigger, no matter what you call it, this world can seem really scary, 
really brutal, really had really separate, like a lot of separation, a lot of sickness, a lot of scarcity, a lot of othering, right? A lot of fear is what it really is here in the illusion. And so I love to help remind people like, hey, there's something greater than you that you can trust. You are a part of it. You are an extension of it. You are not separate from it. You can tap into it. You can connect to it. You can ride spiritual shotgun and co-create with it. Isn't that such amazing news that you don't have to figure it all out on your own that you can call upon? Of course, human friends, of course, friends and family, of course, maybe your therapist or your coach or whatever. We, it's wonderful. It's wonderful to have human quote unquote angels who support you, your balcony people. But man, there is nothing like going inward and knowing that the answers that you need already exist within you, that in you, you have everything that you need. You have access to something divinely intelligent. And when we don't know that, we end up feeling really anxious and really scared and a little neurotic and controlling because we're so afraid. We're always trying to determine and control and be attached to the outcome. Because when we live in a world where we don't know that, that it's happening for us and that we're loved and that uh, we are capable and we can handle what arises, right? And then you just walk through the world, but you dukes up because you're terrified. So you're, you're performing and pretending and behaving and all this shit, uh, but really you're just like white knuckling it because you're scared out of your mind. And this is where we see a lot of other behaviors come into play, right? We can call it like addictions and distractions and numbing and whatever, because the tension, the anxiety, um, the, the friction that it creates when we're trying to do everything on our own, it's so overwhelming, you guys. It's so overwhelming to the nervous system, to the body. And we're also a culture that's afraid that if we slow down, we're going to miss out. We're going to screw up. There's no time for rest. You got the hustle, 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 the busy, busy, busy. But how we are best able to ride spiritual shotgun to receive what is ours to receive, whether it's the ideas, the support, the help, the inspiration, is we got to slow the fuck down. We got to take our hands off the steering wheel. We have to allow ourselves to be open and receptive to receive what is trying to come our way, the miracles that are trying to flow our way. And so I've recently been asked to participate um, in this. I don't know what we're going to call it. It's not really a summit, but it's a group of women who are getting together to talk about um, how to help uh, with anxiety. And everybody's kind of coming at it from their own particular different viewpoints. Really fascinating. I think I'm going to do it. Um, uh, I was really honored to be asked. It's lovely. Somebody else who is definitely doing it um, she invited me and she reached out to me because she said um, she asked people in her community uh, who they would love to hear from on the subject. And she said that my name came up and it was really lovely that she invited me. And um, I think I'm going to do it because I think I'm going to be coming at it from kind of like a unique perspective. And one of the angles that I'm coming at it from is definitely um, it's right in line with this podcast episode. So I'm going to share a little bit uh, with you about it. Uh, but I'll probably be coming at it a little bit from, um, there's a lot of different ways I could come at it, but there's a lesson in A Course in Miracles that I think is so genius on this topic. Um, and it's because it's about trusting something greater than us, right? It, and this is the spiritual shotgun piece. It's like we are relying on something other than our, like, you know, five senses experience, like this meat puppet 
information that we're just getting from the external world. This is about dealing with these feelings, which really anxiety, all it really, the root, the root of it is fear, right? It's love or fear. That's it. You guys, there's love. And then there's everything else. That's not love <laughs> fear and blame and shame and insecurity and judgment and jealousy and um, depression and anxiety and like competition, all these other things that are not love. And so, um, you know, we get completely overwhelmed and overstimulated uh, in this world. And in lesson um, 47 of A Course in Miracles, I love it. And what it is, is that the title of it is God is the strength in which I trust. God is the strength in which I trust. And here's the thing. I'm going to say it again. I'll say it as many times as I need to. Don't block your ears. Don't all of a sudden like, no, 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 and cover your ears like a little kid. If the word God still bothers you, do some investigation into that as to why that word has, I always say, when did God become like a dirty word? When did that become a word that freaks us out or makes us anxious or makes us shut down our hearts and our minds? How does it render us stupid all of a sudden? So if you don't like the word G-O-D, find a different word. Because I think you'd be hard pressed, even if you're a, you know, an atheist and you don't believe in quote unquote God, uh, you can believe in your highest nature. You can believe in your own goodness. If you don't believe in your godness, you can believe in your own goodness, the love that exists within you, uh, the kindness that exists within you, your highest self. You have a higher power. We can all agree to that. Uh, I think I shouldn't say all that might be pushing my luck. I could say, let's say most of us, I think, could agree to that. So if you don't like the word God, insert, right? Higher power, love is the strength, whatever you want to call it, in which I trust. But listen to this. Here is a, here is a, so I'm going to read a little bit of this lesson and why I love it so much, why I love it so much. And then at the end, there's a little practical practice. There's a little practical application. Uh, so you can walk away with something like, like, oh, this is something that I can do. So like I said, don't get hung up or tripped up by any words, spiritual words, right? Don't make this dogmatic because A Course in Miracles is not dogmatic at all. Um, but sometimes the language people freak out because they're words from their childhood that, um, that bother them. <laughs> their childhood, uh, let's say, um, exposure to their parents, maybe uh, religion or thought system or whatever. But don't let it ruin it for you. Just stay with me. So I love this. I love this. Listen to this line. This makes me crack up every time I hear it. And it also makes me relax because it, it shows me it can be a reflection of myself. You know, so many people I know right now, like with the pandemic, um, they're feeling like they want to do something or do somebody. <laughs> Meaning they want to change a relationship or whatever, right? They want to just do something different. They want a change. People have had a lot of time to look at the broken systems of the world over the last 18 or so months. And they're just like, yeah, this whole going to the office, having a commute, doing work I don't love, not seeing my kids or blah, blah, blah. A lot of people are just feeling overwhelmed or they're feeling bored or they're feeling like I need a change and they feel, um, what's the word I'm looking for? Like stuck and they feel, um, what's the word I'm looking for? Um, I don't know. They're just like ready. They're just ready for something different. Um, and so one of the things that they're finding is that they like, they just want, they want something different. But what comes along with that is they don't necessarily know what the next steps are. All they know is that they're uncomfortable. And I call it being in the hallway. I'm like, oh, you're standing in the hallway. 
there's not very great lighting. It's a long hallway. There's a lot of doors, but none of the doors have names on them. So you don't know where the hell they go. And you're like, what am I doing? I'm in the dark hallway. I need help, like send help, right? So a lot of times when we're in the hallway, we can feel anxious. We can feel impatient. We can feel agitated. We just were, we want the next thing, but we don't know what it is. And this is when I always say like, oh, this is not when we just start walking down the hall, banging all the doors and opening all the doors that like, this is a call for like, get comfortable, get comfortable with being a little uncomfy and get patient because what you're trying to do is force a thing. You're trying to force an answer and you're trying to rely upon your own strength and your own know-it-all to try and like get it done. And that won't end well. So this is when we really have to like ride spiritual shotgun. So let me read the rest of, oh, not the rest of it, but I'm a couple of chunks of this lesson and why I love it so much. And this is the line, as I, as I said, and I'm back. This is the line that cracks me up. So it starts with God is the strength in which I trust. And then it says this, if you are trusting in your own strength, you have every reason to be apprehensive, anxious, and fearful. <laughs> That's me saying, like, that's my version of like, if I'm driving the bus, I'm fucked. Because if you're trusting in your own strength, you have every reason to be apprehensive, anxious, and fearful. And then, and then it goes on to say, what can you, what can you predict or control? What is there in you that can be counted on? What would give you the ability to be aware of all the facets of any problem and to resolve them in such a way that only good can come of it? What is there in you that gives you the recognition of the right solution and the guarantee that it will be accomplished? So when I read this, what, what I always think of when I read this is about the difference between being boots on the ground in what I would call the illusion, the classroom, the world, or sometimes the battlefield, right? The battleground. So when you're somebody, let's say that you are um, let's just say tactically, all right? Let's just use strategy wise. Um, if you're on the ground trying to get something done, like you're trying to figure something out, like where should we go? Should we go over here? Should we go over here? It's really hard to do it when you're just at the level of, of the earth and the trees and the rocks and you can't see behind things. But if you get that bird's eye view, if you get that high above the battleground viewpoint, that like we can call it like if you the difference between being on, in a subway or being in an airplane or then think about being in a rocket ship like think about the view if we were going to just put god in a body right and say like oh well god's up in the heavens let's just play with me for a second if we were going to say that imagine the view that god has of everything that's happening everywhere and at all times and this is the thing, that's what omnipotence is. It's having that viewpoint, that rocket ship, like universal point of view. And it's like, and this is the question that it's asking us, what in us can be counted on? What gives us the ability to be aware of all the facets of all the problems? We can't and we don't. So, so often we're trying to drive the bus, we're trying to you know, drive the car, we're trying to be in the driver's seat, thinking that we know what's best, thinking that we know what the best outcome is for everything and everybody, from politicians to wars, to this ruling, to this thing, what somebody else should do in their marriage, what somebody else should do in their work. We just think the ego loves to be superior and think that it loves to show up with answers and solutions and strategies and tactics and hacks and tricks and all this shit. But there is no way that the ego mind within our brains, within our minds 
can be omnipotent. It does not have, but it can have access to something that does. When we ride spiritual shotgun and we have enough humility to ask for help, and each day we ask for the part of our mind that is not insane, call it again, Holy Spirit, inner teacher, intuition, instinct, the inner listening, and you get quiet enough and you slow down enough. And that's why across traditions, you will hear something like this. And I always break it down to the most common basic root, right? Somewhere it says this, be still and know that I am God. Be still and know that I am. Be still and know. Be still. Be. Notice how it doesn't say do, plan, structure, strategize, figure it out, make it happen, hustle. It says be. To simply be. Being right? Being the extension of the divine. When we're in being mode, when we're quiet, when the mind is settled, when the mind is open and receptive, we can receive higher intelligence. We can receive uh, word, as I call them, word impressions. We can receive quote unquote, some people call them downloads, inspiration, ideas. We can be actually learnable. <laughs> I know that's not a word. It's my word. Learnable, teachable. We can be guided. We can know what the next right step is. All right. The lesson goes on to say this, All right? It says right here, what, what is there in you that gives you the recognition of the right solution and the guarantee that it will be accomplished? I always just laugh. I love how direct, love how direct the Course of Miracles is. And then it goes on to say, of yourself, you can do none of these things. <laughs> It is coming right at us, pointing right at us. Of yourself, you can do none of these things. To believe that you can is to put your trust where your trust is unwarranted. Oh my God. And to justify fear, anxiety, depression, anger, and sorrow. Because listen to the question. Listen to the next question that gets asked, you guys. Who can put his faith in weakness and feel safe? Oh my God. Who can put his faith in weakness and feel safe? Who can put his faith in the ego and feel safe? You know who can? Fucking nobody, that's who. Okay, and then I love this question. This is like one of those moments where it's just like, boom, just stops me in my tracks. It says, yet, who can put his faith in strength and then feel weak? Oh my God. Who can put his faith in strength, in the divine, in the highest self, in your goodness? Again, insert your own happy word here, right? Who can put his faith in strength and feel weak? You know who can? Nobody. That's why. Okay. Then listen to this. It goes on to say, again, insert your happy word. God is your safety in every circumstance. His voice, use her voice. If you don't like the pronoun his, right? Just use whatever. Call it its voice. I don't care. Don't get hung up on the particulars. God is your safety in every circumstance. His voice speaks for him in all situations and in every aspect of all situations telling you exactly what to do to call upon his strength and protection. Come on, you guys. This is so, it's just like for me, again, there's no dogma here. This is just pointing back to your soul, your inner teacher, your inner knowing, right? It can call upon 
the most divine high thing to get some instructions and to get some help. And then here's the practical application part. This is the part that you can actually put to work. One of your little spiritual tools that will help you out. Listen to this. Today, we will try to reach past your own weakness to the source of real strength. Oh, I love that. I'm going to say it again. Today, we will try to reach past your own weakness to the source of real strength. This is me. Tell me how to do it. I'm on board for this. I'm like, yep. Okay. Check. Let's go. Buckle up for safety. I'm locked in spiritual shotgun. Tell me what to do, Jesus. <laughs> and then it says this. Four, five minute practice periods are necessary today and longer or more frequent if you need it, right? This is all you got to do, you guys. Listen. For five minutes, a few times today, this is what it's guiding you to do. Close your eyes and begin as usual by repeating the idea of the day. Okay. What's the idea of the day? God is the strength in which I trust. Again, insert your happy word. Close your eyes, begin as usual, repeat the idea for the day, and then spend a minute or two in searching for situations in your life which you have invested with fear and then dismiss each one of those things by telling yourself god is the strength in which i trust you could put in buddha jesus love universe spirit holy spirit i don't care what mother mary i don't care what you put there that's between you and yours right i'm not telling you i'm just reading to you what a course of miracles says okay four times five minutes each you close your eyes you repeat the idea, all right? And then you spend a minute or two searching for situations in your life that you have invested with fear. And then you dismiss each one and you remind yourself, you're, what we're doing is we're shifting our mind from a thought system of fear to a thought system of love. That's all this is. And it's practical application, it's practical practices. And this is what we do in the nest. And this is what we do. And I'm saying like, not in the nest, do we sit down each day and read a Course in Miracles lesson? That's not what I mean. What I mean is we do the work to let go of the old stories, to let go of the old conditioning and the indoctrination and the all bull bullshit and the blind spots and all the things that have kept us from truly stepping into our power, truly trusting something greater than the ego and saying, I'm ready, let's go. I'm buckling up. I'm calling spiritual shotgun. I'm riding. I'm in the co-pilot position and I'm willing, I'm willing to be led. I'm willing to be guided. I'm willing to show up and be the kind of person that I want to be and need to be to create the life that I want. So many people try to change their life from the outside in. They try to change the behaviors and change the external circumstances and change their geography, where they live. We all know ge ge geographical fixes don't work, right? Wherever you go, there you are. And everybody tries to do it from the outside in. If I can just change out here, if I can change my weight or my income or my bank account or my person, my lover, my, my car, my, oh my God, then I'll be happy. No, it's like you have to be being be the kind of person and then those kinds of things will the external world is simply a reflection of the internal so we start there but think about it you guys nothing changes if nothing changes like you can't create different circumstances if you keep trying to create 
change with the same level of thinking that created the place that you're in right now. I always say to my, my people, right, in the nest, your best thinking is what got you here. So why wouldn't you want to ride spiritual shotgun? Why wouldn't you try listening to something beyond you? Number one, because they have no relationship with it. Number two, slowing down and being still and shutting the fuck up. It can be scary for people. Number three, people just haven't had an opportunity to learn it or do it before. But if you can hear the sound of my voice, you now have some information, but information isn't what heals. It's not what fixes. It's not whatever. What it is, is getting close to those things, practicing those things. As my friend Marianne C says, you're right. Information isn't what heals. Intimacy heals. And so it's that closeness and that connection to these greater truths that actually help you. So you guys, if you've been in the driver's seat, this is an invitation to call spiritual shotgun, right? Start to listen more deeply, get quiet, spend some time doing your DSP, your daily spiritual practice. Tune in, tune in to the voice again for whatever you call it. I happen to call it God. You can call it whatever you want to call it because, hey, this is America. You have free will. You can do what you want to do, right? I don't mean it like all rah, rah, rah. This is America. You know what I'm saying? You are an adult. You have agency, autonomy, and authority. You are the author. You are the author. You have authorship over your stories, over your life, over your beliefs, over how you're showing up in the world, who you are being and how you are being. And one of the ways that I choose to be is to uh, be in the co-creative space, to be in the co-pilot space, to be riding spiritual shotgun and putting something way wicked smarter, <laughs> wicked smarter than me uh, in charge. And it doesn't mean, you guys, that I drank the Kool-Aid and I'm a zombie and I don't know. This is deep internal listening. It makes it sound like, oh, I'm putting something else in charge. But really what it is, is I'm putting my highest self, the part of me that can hear with a divine mind in charge. So that's my invitation to you guys too. And thank you so much for listening to the show. And you guys, if you found any of this helpful, and if you're the kind of person that likes to help others, like I always say to people, if you found it helpful, if this resonated with you, if something that I shared from my hat also landed in your hat, why wouldn't you want to share it with somebody else, somebody else that you love? Because maybe they'll find it helpful too. Um, you can also, um, you know, help me out by spreading the good word and spreading the love by either sharing on uh, social media and tagging me so I can say thank you or going to Apple Podcasts and following the show and leaving um, a positive review or a positive star rating. The reviews help so much because it also helps um, other people to find the show and to find out about the show. Um, and that just means so much to me too. So um, that would be fantastic. And just thank you so much for being part of the Karen Kenny uh, show podcast family. Thank you for being a part of the community. I love you guys. I, I appreciate you so much. Um, and I'm always happy to hear from you. Let me know uh, what is uh, what part of this maybe really resonated or landed for you. And just also know, you guys, you can watch these. If you're a listener, that's fantastic. Uh, you can listen wherever you you know get your favorite podcast, but you can also watch these episodes um, on YouTube, which, you know, I don't know why you might want to just sit and watch me talk, but you can. <laughs> and then you can see my face. I know for me, sometimes I really like to watch videos uh, as I'm also listening. Um, I mean, podcasts, the, just the audio can sometimes be uh, way more convenient, 
But just so you know, I do have a YouTube channel and you can check it out over there. And then if you have any interest in any of the things, uh, all things Nest or whatever, you can find everything on my website at KarenKenny.com. All right, you guys, wherever you go, may you leave the people, the place, the animals, uh, the environment better than how you found it. Wherever you go, may you be a blessing. so much for tuning in to this episode of the Karen Kenny show. <laughs> I super duper appreciate your time, friendship and support. And look, if something that I shared from my heart today somehow landed in yours, I'd love to hear about it. So please tag me on Facebook or Instagram or IG stories or wherever the cool kids are hanging out these days and let me know what your favorite pot was or what you found most helpful. You can find me over at Karen Kenny Live. That's Karen, K-E-N-N-E-Y-L-I-V-E. And if you're digging what I'm saying and you want to hear more, I'd be wicked grateful if you could go to iTunes and subscribe and leave a review because you guys, that's how you'll help me to keep spreading the love. And if you can think of someone that could benefit from hearing this episode, please share it with them. I'd also love to stay connected with you. So if the feeling is mutual, please go to KarenKenny.com backslash freebie and download my free guide to building your spiritual team. Until next time, my brothers and sisters, keep living in the fearless flow. Know that I see you, I appreciate you, and I love you. And wherever you go, may you be a blessing.